Hello, everybody, and welcome to Going With The Flow, a River Academy podcast. My name is Tyler Howitt, and I'm one of the co-hosts of Going With The Flow. And I wanted to take just a second before we get into our second episode of this podcast uh, to just let you know of a couple things. So one, we are uh, recording our podcast at a school. Actually, we're recording in the middle of a school day right before some uh, moms were coming to um, to pick up their kids. And we, we grabbed those moms and said, hey, do you want to talk about parenting? You want to talk about what you do to, um, to set your kids up for success at the beginning of a busy school year? And so um, that's the conversation that, uh, that you're about to hear. But just with that, you know, know that we are in the middle of a busy, hustling and bustling, um, alive school. So you're going to hear some footsteps. You're going to hear some kids playing outside. You're going to hear a vacuum actually starting to go, uh, cause you know, we keep the school clean. Um, and we just wanted to let you know ahead of time, you know, that's, that's just the way that it is. You know, it's a, it's a busy school that we are um, talking about and loving on and learning to live life in. So without further ado, here is going with the flow. Do you go with the flow? Join us each week as we take one topic from classical Christian education and ask ourselves whether or not we're going with the flow. Hi, and welcome again to the River Academy's podcast. It is going with the flow, question mark, and I am Eric DeVries along with Tyler Howitt. And we are your hosts for this podcast. And today, uh, we are going to be tackling a fun topic, and that is how to survive your first month of school from a mom's perspective. And Tyler had quite a bit of wisdom on this. As, a, as both a mother and a parent, yes. I, I have vast experience raising children. And so surprisingly, he actually asked to not participate in this. So I've given him the pass, and I'm going to be your host today. All right. Well, I'm going to leave it up to you guys. I think you have a, a good group of people here to talk about, um, you know, all that it takes to uh, to get your kids to survive. So I hope to I hope to hear some good things when I come back. Okay. Well, thanks, Tyler. You know, um, when I started off as a parent, I I had this this grand vision that uh, our family life was going to look like the little house on the prairie or, you know, uh, all of the, you know, the happily ever after Disney picture. And of course, uh, five kids later, I've, I've kind of amended that, that, uh, perspective. Uh, in fact, I think I thought early on that tranquility and peace in the home was actually a realistic, uh, prospect. Um, and now I have, have really gone to more of a, uh, do no harm sort of perspective. Uh, and that's probably overstating it a little bit. Of course, we all want to be good and faithful parents, but uh, really, um, there are uh, there are a lot of ups and downs and challenges in parenting. And one of the ones that we have found in our family that has been a challenge is the start up of the school year and the startup of new routines. So we thought it'd be kind of fun to just kick off a podcast by asking some of the moms in our community how do you survive? How do you survive, uh, you know, those, the, the startup from summer, you know, laid back schedule to all of a sudden kickstarting into this routine. So I've invited three guests. I've invited uh, my, my wife, Jen, uh, because she's my fave. 
Uh, and I've invited Courtney Matheson because uh, I've always respected the way that she's navigated parenthood and especially the last few years as they have taken on twins uh, and she still manages to, um, to get her kids uh, to school uh, in clothes. So, I mean, sometimes that's a miracle. And then Shauna Sonato, whose kids always look like they have it put together. So uh, we, uh, so I think the goal of our time today is to just learn a little bit about some of the routines that uh, help us uh, survive and maybe even thrive uh, as families as we kick into the first uh, month or two of school. So. Uh, to start off, I'm going to have each of my guests uh, tell you just a little bit about themselves, maybe share uh, you know, how many kids you have, uh, their grades, and uh, maybe one other interesting thing about us that we wouldn't uh, maybe know about you. Okay, this is Jen, and we have five kids. Uh, Jen DeVries, Eric's wife. We have five kids. Um, the oldest is a sophomore, uh, then we have a seventh grader a fifth grader, a third grader, and an up, uh, kinder prepper. And I don't know what to say that's interesting about myself. This is Courtney Matheson, and uh, we started at the school with our son who's now in seventh grade when he was in kinder prep. And we also have a daughter in fourth grade. And I was one of those super controlling parents who always had everybody out the door at the right at the right time, lunch is packed perfectly, everyone was being rushed and somewhat screamed and yelled at until we had twins and now it is fly by the seat of our pants and a lot more fun. I'm Shauna Sonato and I have a daughter in seventh grade and a daughter in fourth grade and um, so we've been right along with Courtney the whole time uh, but we decided not to add twins to the mix. <laughs> However, I too have discovered that having a scheduled day is not always possible so a little more relaxed than I was in kinder prep starting out than I am now well I uh, it sounds like we've all learned similar lessons as we've parented uh, about how and probably all of us in our in our minds we could have this perfect schedule and uh, and yet somehow kids manage to kind of blow the schedule out the window so um, so instead of talking about the perfect schedule that you have created to uh, make your family life be oh so uh, perfect, today we're going to talk about what are some things that have worked and maybe even some things that haven't worked uh, in your daily routine to just help things go well. So uh, first question we're going to start off with is the morning routine and I'm sure that uh, many of you are, uh, are uh, similar to Jen and I and that we've all had those mornings where everybody's in tears in the car ride to school and things just don't seem to go well. So what are some uh, Jedi skills from you moms that you've learned to go from the wake up to the entering of the car to the exiting of the car into the building uh, that make things go as smoothly as, as possible? Okay, this is Jen. So our kids get up somewhere between 6.30 and 6.45. Uh, sometimes they may sleep into 7, but we prefer 6.30 or 6.45. Then everybody gets dressed, they come down and they eat breakfast, and then they can go play, but they have to have their backpacks fully packed in the car before they get to go play. So that's a big motivator for our, our kids to get their stuff together so that because they want to go play. 
Um, and then I try to avoid any topics that would cause tears or crap, um, screaming at each other, but it doesn't always happen. And then once we get in the car, every kid gets to pick a song on the way to school. So, uh, and no one can complain about anybody else's song. That's one of our cheerful little rules to make things fun. Everybody gets to pick their own song. And then when we get to the stoplight right by school, we pause the music, we say a quick prayer, um, just for a good day at school, keep everybody healthy and um, help them to have fun with their teachers and classmates. <clears throat> and then uh, we get to school and I walk everybody in because they all like that still. So that's our basic morning. This is Courtney, and this year we've started something new of our kids setting their own alarms to get up. Last year we were hearing a lot of, you didn't get me up in time, I don't have enough time for this. So this year they get to choose when they set their alarms. Day three, they're both at about 6 a.m., but I'm not sure how long that's going to last. Um, they get up and they are in charge of making their beds and getting their rooms ready for the day and come down where we have breakfast ready. And then their job is to make their own lunch. We were also hearing a lot of complaining about, I didn't like this for lunch. I didn't eat that because it wasn't my favorite. So uh, we try to have everything in the fridge cut up and prepped and ready. And then they get to make their own lunches and make their own choices of what they would like to eat that day. And... Um, yeah, and then we started last year, I was noticing on the way to school my own self feeling angry that we were late or people were bickering, and so we started last year, we get in the car and then we pray on their way out of the driveway and everyone prays for their day and I pray over them for what I hope that they get to learn or experience during the day and we pray for the staff at the river and it's really set our hearts in a much better place than where we used to be where it was just, how come you were late? How, where's your shoes? Where's, you know, all those where, what's, how's that the morning can spin off into and so that's been a, a good start for us and um, we do not unload everyone at school anymore we just let them get out of the car and find their own way in. This is Shauna. Courtney I love the idea of praying on the way to school and why not because you have everybody's undivided attention and I mean everybody's in the same place and and you can set your hearts and and just prepare your day that way I love it great time to pray. Um, my morning strategy mainly is to be awake before my children. <laughs> awake, pretty much always dressed and ready before they get up because then I can kind of handle any of the unexpected things that happen. And this year we also are setting their own alarms. And my plan was to have them make their own lunches, but with um, my youngest on crutches, it's now become impossible for her really she can't she can't walk at all so um so that has kind of taken a back seat so that's the main thing is i have to re-strategize constantly and so if i don't set my expectations too high on maintaining that schedule then i'm usually okay and i'm not angry when i'm out the door i love that both of you mentioned uh that sometimes uh, it can be an angering process and really I think that's just part of parenting right we as parents have to discipline ourselves first right we have to we have to figure out our own emotions before we can parent our kids and right. sometimes we have to figure out what are the things that triggered me and why did I get triggered by that and then oh let's come up with a system to figure out how to make that not happen so that is really helpful um, okay uh, 
uh, one thing that that you mentioned, Courtney, is you mentioned lunch making, and I, I want to. I would be curious to hear how all of you do lunch making. This was not one of the questions that I asked, but I find lunch making to be the most torturous thing uh, with kids because it's like all of a sudden the kitchen turns into a bomb. And so, do you guys have any help with that? Any no. tips? <laughs> Is it a bomb in your house too? <laughs> This is Courtney. I'll go first. Um, we have, my kids would complain a lot if we, we let them talk right now, but we are a family that tries to be dairy-free dairy free and gluten-free, so we don't have sandwiches. We don't have typical lunches that a lot of their friends have and that they crave and that they'll probably be in therapy for one day. But uh, we, try, <laughs> we try to keep it pretty simple with a, um, we stay pretty healthy during the week because I think it helps them focus more in school and we see a better um, personality with them. And then our weekends are really fun. So they get to choose a lunch meet and we just ask them at the beginning of the week when I go to the store, what sounds good? Turkey, salami, ham. They get to choose the meat. Uh, we have a variety of uh, different vegetables sliced up and ready, and then a lot of different fruit. And then they get to pick what they want that sounds good to them. But they have just a lot of healthy options that they don't really get the choice to be um, to choose things that maybe they would fight over. <laughs> so you don't have you don't have a ready supply of Twinkies and Ho Hos in the uh, in the Matheson home for lunches. They wish they dream about bologna sandwiches on white bread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, there's. I re, I remember I was the kid who never got Twinkies, and all my friends got Twinkies. So, you know, hey, bologna sandwiches. That's actually a step up. So uh, an improvement. Well, uh, super helpful. Uh, so next question afternoons okay so you pick the kids up from school talk about the afternoon uh, time and uh, I, I don't want to steal my wife's thunder but one of the things that it has taken me a while to get as a dad uh, sometimes I'm I can be a little bit thick-headed and not uh, quick to pick things up but one of the things my wife has been telling me for a number of years is how intense the afternoon time frame is because it's just time where moms have to be fully on. So, um, so my wife has found some some strategies that have made that time go well, or uh, at least survivable. So, uh, Deary, why don't you tell people some of the things that you've done after after school? I would not call them strategies. That's way too thought through. <laughs> it's just kind of what happens. So we get home, the kids are all supposed to hang up their backpacks on a hook, get out their lunch boxes, empty them into the trash, and um, put them so we can clean them. And that happens 20 maybe percent of the time, that there's usually a couple backpacks that just got dropped on the floor when we walked in. But anyways, you know, we have goals, we're working towards them. And um, then everybody grabs a snack, and we like to go sit somewhere together for a little bit and just talk for a little bit about the day, how things were, whatever we want to talk about. And um, so that's been kind of fun to just pause for a few minutes to sit down together and, um, and chat. And then, um, then after snack, the youngers, which uh, for me are the ones who are still in elementary school, they, if they have homework, that's when they have to get it done. Um, my older ones who are in secondary, I'm, I let them pick a little bit more when they would like to do their homework but I reserve the right if their homework is not getting done well or getting done to tell them when they have to get their homework done. But um, we've found that some of them, it, it just varies um, as the kids get a little older when they work best. So 
Um, so far, that's working. Um, so they're doing homework. Um, we have lots of kids in our neighborhood who are then when everybody's ready, um, it's crazy playtime and just fun. And um, usually also I would say there's several kids maybe who are a little out of cope. So they're yelling at someone and someone's crying and I'm trying to clean up or do a little dinner prep or do something and give people hugs and um, you know, it's pretty intense. So, so it can be fun and um, intense. What about for you guys? I wouldn't say um, I experienced that level of intensity, and that might have something to do with the number of kids I have. <laughs> that does sound intense. Um, we, we get home, and I work at the school, so I'm here. Um, I have found that to be a challenge and something I had to adjust to because um, I'm kind of coming off of the, the all the activity of school and having worked all day and um, feeling pretty exhausted myself. So if we have nothing to run to, like activities or anything, then we do go home and they are expected to put away their backpacks, unload their lunches, put things away. And um, right now I'm doing that for my youngest, of course, if she's on crutches. Um, and and then they do homework. So, but that rarely happens because we always have activities to get to after school. It seems like, and my kids like to be out doing things. They like to be at friends' houses or having friends over. And so, I really feel like we have no routine whatsoever after after school. And I just try to have dinner around five thirty. That's my my big goal. Great, Courtney. How about you? Um, yeah, I think that that's the hardest hours in the day is that after school until dinner time and how to balance everyone's um, low blood sugar and needs and they're tired and so we try to do snack right when we get home and get everybody fed and watered and um, I love Jen's idea about letting the biggers pick a little bit more because it's true sometimes they need a break and sometimes they have too much homework and they need to dive in and um, we're trying something new this fall we've kept our kids out of any activities for the first couple months and it's just been really sweet first week of school normally we spend our days running to soccer practice or football practice or um, we have such a long list and it's been really nice just to see them have a bit of a time I mean it's only day three here but to go from a summer schedule of freedom and getting to come home and play to a school schedule but then they still have open afternoons and evenings and um, it's been kind of nice to see them transition a little bit better so far um, with missing busyness that's that's really that's really good Courtney I love that you guys gave yourself permission to just say no no activities this fall sometimes as parents we feel guilty right saying no to our kids because our kids want to do all these things but actually sometimes the best thing for them is to just say no we're gonna push the pause button for a little bit and we're gonna have some some concentrated family time so I think that's that's really good it's interesting if I can interrupt you for a second because we actually did that last year and we said my kids like to do plays and we said no plays not any at all and it, uh, they had a my daughter had piano and little things like that but it was pretty much nothing the whole year um, my youngest was out of softball so she couldn't do that and it it was good and I felt like we needed that renewal and so it's something to consider doing and then we all felt like we were ready to kind of jump back in with both feet and 
and do it some more. So be, I would just say, be ready to recoup and just say, this isn't working. Let's try something new this year and, and refresh. Yeah, I think that's really good. That's super helpful, you guys. Uh, well, last question. Uh, let's talk about the evenings. Uh, so how does, uh, how does that go? How, uh, what, are, what are some strategies you've used or how, how have things uh, gone that have made that transition, especially uh, dads coming home? And how does that, and then you know, getting from there to dinner to, to, to bedtime, what are some things you guys have done? This is Jen again. Um, usually when Eric gets home from work, we, Eric and I try and take about 20 minutes to just sit and connect and um, talk through whatever might need to be talked through or just how was the day or how are we doing. And that's been really fun for Eric and I get to, to get to have that time to connect. But also we love having our kids see that we like to talk to each other and that we um, value that time together. And so that we just, um, that's been a big blessing for us. Then we try and eat dinner at 5.30. <laughs> that probably never happens. So I'm thinking we like to eat by 6, and um, but the goal is always 5.30. And then um, after dinner, that's when we make lunches. Last year, I started having our kids make their own lunches, which is why the kitchen is a bomb when we're done. But um, but that's been really good. So we're continuing that. I, I don't like le the lunch making process. So... I would love to hear other people's feedback on how to do that, but um, you know, it must be done, so we do it. So that's right after dinner, and then, um, then what do we do? Oh, then the kids get out their school clothes, they brush their teeth, they do whatever else, the little things they need to do so that we're ready for the next day, and then we try and do something fun together as a family, whether that's sit down and watch a show together. We've been watching reruns of The Amazing Race recently, which is pretty entertaining, and we're all pretty into that. But we also like to um, do Nerf Gun Wars or um, oh, we have all these funny little games, hitting socks off each other's heads or, uh, you know, all sorts of little things we like to do to play together before bedtime. Then right before bed, we try and we get, everybody gets into the reds and we read something together. Um, recently, it's been Bible stories. We like to read just um, novels, fun books, whatever. So we try and do that right before bed and then we um, sing with the kids and Tuck them into bed. We'd really like to have the kids in bed um, by eight, so usually it's maybe eight fifteen, and um, and then our older kids can read if they want to, um, and the little ones just need to go to sleep. I feel like you fit in a lot more than <laughs> we do in the evening, <laughs> Jen. <laughs> I, we we pretty much we try to have dinner at five thirty, kind of the same as you. It ends up being six much of the time uh, by the time my husband gets home from work and by the time I'm ready with dinner on the table so um, we do that we always have dinner together I think it's really important that is our main connection time I would say with everything being so busy all the time and unknown schedules and things like that we really make that a priority um, and after dinner really it's just getting ready for the next day it's bathing and figuring out what you're going to wear the next day and loads of laundry sometimes and and that's and then into bed I think we we shoot for eight but really my oldest doesn't ever go to bed before nine so yeah I don't think we're as good as the DeVries either so thanks thanks Tommy. <laughs>
That's, um. that's the one thing that we can, maybe we have like one leg up, but everything else we're like way below. We don't have any legs. <laughs> um, we too shoot for a 5.30 dinner every night. My goal is to have most of dinner prepped before people get home, which doesn't always happen. Um, but it, as Jen says, it's good to have goals. So that's what we strive for. Um, and then Shauna, we try to do that too, of just that family dinner time and time to connect and hear about everyone's day. And um, in our family, we do um, a cherry in a pit every day. What was your up and what was your down? Nice. And yeah, <laughs> cherry farmer, so it would fit in well. Um, and then just, yeah, bed t- bedtime bath and uh, the kids get to read if they can pull all that off um, early enough to have some time at the end. And uh, Wes and I find that it's so hard to get everyone to bed, especially as they're getting older and and have more questions and want to talk. And it seems like every deep conversation seems to come like when you're tucking them into bed, yes. um, which at the end of the day, I'm like, mama is all done. Like, <laughs> try tomorrow morning. Um, but my husband Wes is way better at answering those. But but we, when we give into those, then it's 9.30, 10 before they're in bed, and we're exhausted, and we have no time together. So our goal is to always try to usher them to bed so that they can get well-rested, and then us and I can have a little bit of that time to connect at the end of the day. I love, Jen and Eric, the goal to connect in front of your kids. That would be nice versus um, the mad dash and scramble we currently have going on in front of our kids. So another goal to put on the list. Be, but not there let yet. Let us be clear. Ours is for purely practical reasons because once our kids are in bed, we just stare blankly at each other <laughs> with nothing to say. And it's just kind of the only thing that comes out is like a hum. So uh, that's, that's, it's really practical. Uh, one other tidbit that I think allows us to not uh, to fit so much in in the evenings is uh, our kids don't bathe. Uh, so that's, that's really the secret. If you guys want to know the secret, the secret weapon of, of the debris, it's that our kids don't bathe during the week. And actually, you think, you think I'm joking, but that's actually really the truth. Um, and actually, if you were to ask my son, Joseph, he, it, it's largely possible that it's been uh, like more than a week since he's bathed. So he does swim on a regular basis, but I don't know what we're going to do after it's not cool weather. So uh, that's... Uh, a little window into the debris life there. Um, so, uh, you guys, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Uh, I think moms are uh, are like uh, have like superpowers. This these Jedi superpowers that I don't really understand how to tap into, and I'm always impressed with moms and their ability to juggle all of their kids and all of their kids' demands and they're hungry and they're tired and they're emotionally exhausted and they're, you know, yada, yada, yada. And you have to navigate all of that stuff all in the moment, all on the fly. So, so thankful for you guys coming in and sharing a little bit of your wisdom on our podcast. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking about the house system at the River Academy. So you're going to definitely want to tune into that. Uh, and thanks again for joining us on the River Academy podcast. Oh, Courtney has one more thing. Well, I, I listened to the my first podcast ever was the River Academy podcast. I know you want to end if we're going with the flow. Yes, okay. Or if we're not. Okay. And I we, feel like, so, are, you know, some days we're rough. going with the flow, and some days the dam is just messing it all up. And, you know, it's the grace that makes it all work. All right, well, I'm back, and it sounds like you guys had a pretty good conversation. And from what you said, Courtney sort of answered this already. But uh, what do you think? Are we going with the flow? You know, that's I, I think Courtney did answer it really, really well, and that is that, you know, uh, 
all of us as parents set out to uh, to do our best as we raise our kids. And part of that is just, you know, kind of creating routines and habits and patterns that are, you know, helpful for family life. And so in that sense, we're, we're going with the flow uh, because I think all parents really want to be good parents and want to do those sorts of things. But then on another sense, uh, parenting is really hard. And lots of times you're swimming upstream and sometimes you just actually run into the dam, like Courtney said, and that is where God's grace kicks in. So I, th- I hope you heard that coming through loud and clear that these are moms who are just trying to serve the Lord and they are trying things, you know, and sometimes on a daily basis, they try one thing and, oh, that didn't work, better try this. So, uh, you know, it's, and, and I know for our family every year, it's like we, we set out with all new routines because they're not all new, but many new routines because we got to fix the ones that didn't work. So this is just a bunch of people who are trying to do their best and create some uh, good lasting uh, uh, impact on their children. And with some good, uh, varying perspectives from a bunch of different people. So no family's the same, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. So thanks. uh, Thanks for tuning in again to uh, Going With The Flow. And uh, we hope to hear you next, to be with you next week uh, for uh, Why House. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Going With The Flow, a River Academy podcast. Follow us on Facebook at The River Academy and find us online at www.theriveracademy.org. Also, rate and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts.